this the manager? Okay, manager. I've got a ticket. Okay, give it to me. Here's your okay. ticket. Okay, you're free to go. Yay. Welcome back, everybody. It's uh, episode two of the Confused Dad podcast with me, the Confused Dad. And here I am, and I have managed to find a way and time to do this. I'm actually recording this, as you can hear in the background. My son is watching Alvin and the Chipmunks 2. And it's amazing to me, like, we watch films all the time. It's one of the most amazing things. And, and one of my passions is documentary films and just film in general. And it's so wonderful to be able to share with him all the things that I grew up with and all the new things that he's going to be one day showing people and, and saying, you know, I grew up with Frozen. I grew up with a million and one different things his his level of visual intelligence, just his capacity to tell story, his own capacity, is so much higher than mine was at that age. He has literally spent hundreds of hours absorbing the nature of storytelling and the medium of storytelling, whatever that may be, whether it's listening to me reading to him or just watching films, he has an appreciation for it and he even has his own mechanism to decide what's good and what's bad. Like there are good films and there are rubbish films and there's really good animation and really bad, bad looking animation and bad story. And for me, it's just wonderful to be able to see how those things impact the way in which he sees the world and play for me. And this is something I think is difficult for adults is that play is this incredibly high form of creativity it's obviously the for me anyway the highest form of creativity that human beings know i think that whole idea of finding a state of flow where time disappears and is compressed and you're feeling you feel like you're part of something greater and to me when i watch children and when i'm in that world if if you're able to from the outside because i think adults are these tourists where they can't quite access that magical world and that realm but but if you give over to it you can kind of find yourself losing time as well. That's just before, you know, the reality of life strikes and the alarm goes off and you have another thing to do and another email to send and another phone call to make and another problem to worry about. But if you have the time, the moment, I don't even think it's about time. It's the way in which you allow yourself to be vulnerable in those moments. There's a vulnerability to play and play is just this massively high form of creativity. And I think something I'm experiencing in spending so much time with my son now at home um, is that play takes energy and it has these ebbs and flows. You have these spurts of creativity and then you have to sort of compose yourself and you know go and watch something on YouTube or just have a snack. And play is like this, it's like this crazy marathon with sprints in between. But at the same time, there is only a short time where you get to play the way you do with a young child, where you can create worlds within worlds within worlds. And I think those are the same places that if, and phenomenal films and 
and books and and poems and whatever it is uh, the highest form of human endeavors the greatest art the greatest photography the greatest building skyscrapers architecture the most amazing inventions submarines you name it i think that's that's the line play is the place where those things found their voice it's in going imagine a world where this exists and imagine i have the technical skills to manifest that one thing i don't ever want my son to lose is to not be able to lose himself in a world i think that's really what separates <laughs> that's what separates the working stiffs from the rest of the creative world the the stiffs by means of all the intellectual stiffs or the i don't know what it is there's just there's just a spark you know you come across somebody who just has that energy where you go wow i wish i was that free i wish i was that connected to myself i wish i was more myself and it's this weird thing where play makes you more of who you are and challenges your conventions and makes you see yourself like real deep play i'm not talking like just janky play it connects you it does and it, it causes tension and it can cause meltdowns and it can cause friction and everything that the world is built on is what play is Imagine we can travel across the ocean in something that flies. Imagine we can transport things on railways that we never could before. Imagine we put this gunpowder in some kind of uh, tube that will fire out a projectile and kill someone. These are all incredible things that were designed through play. So for me, being allowed in that world I think is a great honor. And I often wonder to myself how... When, when, when's the last time that you play? Like, when is the last moment where, when you do it again, you go, oh my goodness, remember when we, remember when we played? I don't want to regret that. I don't. But at the same time, I also realize that my capacity for play is something I have to work on. It's like a muscle, you have to train it. So, here's another... Here's another. I haven't even done one yet. So a cost-saving tip when you are no longer um, bringing in uh, as much income as you used to as a stay-at-home father, a cost-saving tip is if you haven't got an electric razor, it's time to buy one. The reason being is that razors are incredibly expensive for what they are, and they go incredibly blunt incredibly quickly, which is this whole idea of... of a planned obsolescence, redundancy, whatever you want to call it, where obviously companies know when things are going to run out, and you might think that they don't, but they do plan these things. And something I found about the electric razor is you can probably afford to buy yourself a pretty decent one if you um, save up enough money off not buying four or five packs of regular razor blades, and then you don't have to for another couple of years at least until the planned obsolescence or a planned redundancy of the electric razor obviously they know how long an average razor is going to last but it's a fair saving so there's a tip i don't really know if i'm going to do a lot of those but it's just something i'm thinking about now and something i'm becoming more aware of and when when money becomes um when it's not just there when you you've made choices or you've been put in situations where it becomes something to focus on and think about it's become quite useful to start thinking about how to cut some costs where before you just do something the thing is that there's nothing for me what i'm finding and it's quite surprising is i'm not finding that i'm sad 
about uh, less money. What I'm kind of excited about is that there seems to be more conscious use of it. And I think maybe it's this unconscious or, or frivolous, conscious life we live. Where we kind of, we're frivolous with our consciousness where we go, yeah, well, we're alive here. Let's just do it. Go through the motions, buy the things, da, 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 da. I think there's something to be said for going, do I want to exchange this money for this thing? Will it maximize my life or will it just add more noise, more clutter? And I'm not in any way, I'm not that person. I'm not advocating some kind of minimalistic sell everything in your life and move, you know, to the top of a mountain in a cave somewhere and sit for 16 hours a day in complete silence. I'm not that person. I bored quickly. I bounce around with ideas. I um, I have fads that can sometimes last any hours, but it's really cool to just be able to think about how you're going to spend that money and your priorities become very clear too and where you waste a lot of it an example of that is spending money on food when you go out and it's always a given like you go somewhere where there's a restaurant and you tend because you're out you just sort of look around and you go well I'll take the nachos and I'll have the drink and I'll have da 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 and very soon you've actually spent a huge chunk of cash and you do that three or four times in a month and you have substantially lessen the amount of potential um, conscious spending you can do because you've actually just it's just been swallowed up whereas you could and, and I did that today which was which was in no way a sad thing like I I thought hmm, this is going to possibly feel different but not in a negative way didn't I ate before I went out with my son so that way if he wanted something it wasn't me and him having anything to eat it was just like well you know children's stuff is pretty cheap and it'll just be him and then he, he gets to enjoy experience it, it's no skin off my nose um i tend to be pretty disappointed with food out out anyway like that's always an issue it's like yeah that sucked um and oh, i got some interference there from my phone recording i wonder if you'll pick that up well you'll tell me i'm figuring this all out so yeah be conscious, think consciously, and, and maybe artificially, if you've got a whole bunch of disposable income, artificially limit it. There's something powerful in that. In our one of our major cities in, in South Africa, Cape Town, there's recently been an incredibly, incredibly serious drought. And people, I read this article someone wrote where they said, it's incredible how you become creative with the things you do to save water and collect water and catch water and reuse water and neighbors are starting to come out when it's raining everybody runs out with buckets trying to catch the water or their, their gutters from their roofs and you see your neighbor doing the same and there's a kind of creative unification in in less not in more in more there seems to be distance and walls and more space for less people there's something in that i don't know but like i say get yourself an electric razor.